clap track for those uninitiated is to sync our audio together as one. Sick. I don't know why that's my default clap that I like go to. Bop, 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 bop. I like it. It never surprises me. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to this episode on this very day, the day of our Lord, probably, of Bad Bandmates. Um, These come welcome. out on Monday. Yeah, that's the day of our Lord. Every day is the day of our Lord. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Bless up. Uh, so <laughs> uh, today we're doing an album swap. Yeah. You know how we do every other week. Um, last week we talked about nostalgic uh, kind of comfort food bands. I don't know. The topic, the topic probably made sense more in my head than it did coming out, but I think everyone understood what I was talking about when I brought that forth to the table. So Mm -hmm. Josh gave me an album by the band called The Matches. Decomposer is their album. Yeah. And uh, and Nate gave me New Levels, New Devils by Polyphia. That's right. I think we should talk about Decomposer first. Sure. What do you think? Whatever gets you... To that place. Okay. That made sense. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to kind of like, I'm going to kind of go track by track, but then, so usually, you know, I, sometimes I write a little statement. Yeah. You know, opening statement. Yeah. I, I'm not going to do that this time what? because I, I feel like as I was listening, I started writing like what would be the paragraph opening statement like by the third or fourth track. So I don't know. Let's just dive into it. Salty Eyes is the first track. Mm-hmm. Um, so just to give a backstory, I this band, I've only listened to one album. Yvonne Dahl killed the locals. Right. Uh, before listening to this band, uh, this album, obviously, um, that album is just kind of a straight up pop punk album, emo flair from 2006, uh, 2004, 2004. Sorry. This album's 2006. That's right. Yep. That's why I got mixed up. Mm -hmm. So I was used to these catchy choruses and just straight up jams you know a little on the faster side it had some of its like down moments but it also really was just like energy and that was like the whole thing yeah from Yvonne Dahl and then I you know I try and come in with a blank slate you know when I'm listening to albums but it just was so weird coming into this and then (laughs) Salty Eyes opens and it's this like orchestral like violins and like weird little string instruments and like it's a waltz yeah certainly and it's so like 
artsy kind of and I, I don't want to say kind of to discredit them it's artsy and i think it's just like typically i say like the opener should be, kind of be like the tone setter for the album which maybe thematically it does um especially it matches the name because it's kind of like this weird composition but it's like i don't know they're like sad people who are decomposing maybe i don't know it's i have no idea but like i just felt like decomposer and then this whole album is like kind of like weirdly strung together compositions i have no idea if that has any tie to the album meaning at all okay so i was gonna wait a bit into it but it makes sense to bring it up now so i don't know if you looked into any like history on the album not necessarily lyrics but the recording of it uh again i I don't i don't know if you like it or not so you saw how many producers they had on this yes it was like a who's who of like that era it is like ridiculous how many people are on there I, i was gonna say and it's like every track is a new dang person yep. i mean there's a couple repeats and stuff but it's like it, it's so like out of play like out there like it's like what you got you got like blink 182 people you got rancid yep. you got um yeah there's john feldman uh the guy yeah. who did salty eyes is matt rad he worked with like one direction and a bunch of yeah big names when they and what they did was this is this is in that era. This is what a lot of hip hop artists did, because it's cheaper. Certainly. It's cheaper. If you can't afford Mark Hoppus for an entire album, you could probably afford one song. So that's sure. what they that's what they did. And then, well, and wasn't there something weird with like? Because I I did look into it a little bit more because I just was like I want to get some backstory at least. Mm-hmm. And weren't they like dropped by a label or like picked up by a new one or they were independent fully? They were independent on the first album, and then this was their first national release they were on epitaph they had just got signed and for those of you that don't know anything about music which i don't really either i kind of just learned this but when you get money from a record label to record an album you have to pay that money back Mm -hmm. like within your sales so this was a way for them to try to get the bang for the buck as they say and kind of get just a shit ton of big names on it which ultimately as I'm sure we'll get into, gave every song kind of a different feel than the one before it. Yeah, which... So I might as well even say it now that we've kind of dove into it, but, like, (laughs) this album, like, it's trying to pull at so many different things that I don't think it quite has, like... It's like its personality wants to just be so many things at once and like it never ends up kind of like fitting neatly into a specific groove of like okay this is what it is it's just it's all over the place we got an orchestral joint we got this like really heavy songs like in the kind of in the middle and then we also have some straight up pop punk songs like their last album Mm -hmm. it's so it was a little nuts to listen to and it it it, (laughs) being that you're not as well versed in the matches as i am it yeah it makes sense with their personalities and their live show too because they're all extremely i don't know weird and like very very different and i would describe their live show as cocaine 
Like if I had to yeah. sum it up into one word, cocaine. And this <laughs> yeah. album, I would imagine, is I've never done cocaine. Just FYI for everybody listening, but I would imagine that this album is what it feels like. It's just all over the place and sporadic. Well, and we'll we'll actually even talk about that uh, when we get to to my album on one particular song. But anyways, yeah, a cool little orchestral opening. Uh, then we get to drive uh, a little bit more on the kind of pop punk side, like I was talking about. Um, I just wasn't really a fan of like some of the like over production on the verses which i i feel like there's like a lot of synths a lot of like glitchy little things that they're doing and and um some of the drum stuff i was just kind of like ah, i don't i don't i it just wasn't really my thing but then you get to the chorus and it's like the chorus is like yes i love that like you know and my question was like how do they do this live you know <laughs> what i mean it, and that kind of t- ties through most of the tracks here cuz it's so it's it's heavy focused on production and a lot of this stuff and and what i mean by that is they have all these extra little additives here and there um that in a live setting there's only what four of them and four of them i think yeah yep. and so it's like I can't even picture all of them being able to run around and do this, you know? So I don't know. You've seen them live. I, I've never, I haven't seen them, them play this song, but from okay. my experience, uh, they do use a lot of samples. They have a SPD yeah. sampler. Um, again, it's just, you know how I've told you that glass animals like make sense when you see them live because it's insane how they can do what yep. they do. This is one of those bands too. Their their live performance is fucking nuts. Sean Harris, the singer, is just again cocaine. I don't know how they do it, but they, <laughs> they somehow they they the the two times that I saw them, which was fifteen years after the album came out, it sounded exactly like the album still. I don't know how they get the noise. It's kind of like Rush. Like how are three people doing that? It's the right, same same thing true. with this. But yeah, they incorporate all of these little noises and whatnot. And by the way, in 2006 this came out again from the music i listened to this is what i was talking about on drive this is the first band that's kind of in the alternative emo punk genre that really incorporated any digital noises like this or digital sounds so for the now it doesn't who cares now everybody does it but in 2006 it was new well and especially with like how subtle they were using them because it wasn't like in your face i'm gonna use like these heavy synths over like me screaming into the mic, which a lot of like the emo, the screamo, you know, <laughs> stuff would do, yeah. you know, like they would have like those really heavy synths up, but this was like more it's layered more of a, in. Yeah. It's more of a vibe than a yeah. blasting which, you in the mouth ears, which is <laughs> okay. <laughs> which is like interesting, you know, it's, I don't know it. I get it. I, and I, I, I don't know how to feel about this album though. It's so all over the place. But anyways, we'll we'll get to the end. We'll mm-hmm. get to the end. Uh Paper Cut Skins, the next one. Um kind of a little weird, interesting, like opening little guitar riff that they got in the <laughs> beginning here. And then and then it kind of just, you know, they get to the chorus and it's like, holy crap, this is fantastic. And like these dudes know how to write a chorus like like nobody else. Like I like I as much as like the album doesn't necessarily hit entirely for me, mm-hmm. the choruses like are undeniably 
catchy and I get why you'd like now that. you know yeah. I like it yeah <laughs> yes I I absolutely do and like and then on top of that you know I can certainly see where some of the bands that you've been a part of have pulled like influence probably even directly from this album very in much particular so. oh yeah um clumsy heart I, I I think this song compositionally is a bit messy um it it's kind of just a little bit all over the place. Like it can't make up its mind um, on sticking with like one idea for like more than two measures of a song. It's like, it's, it'll start with like a little, you know, they're doing a little drum beat, then they'll drop everything and go into this like, like dancey sort of beat before the chorus Mm -hmm. kicks in. And then it gets in the chorus. And again, it's, it's, that's great. Uh, then they have this weird like triangle thing in the chorus <laughs> that's like I, I'm like what is like it just they keep adding and adding and adding and like it's not bad I just am like it's a, it gets a little bit messy for me and so I don't know yeah just a little bit too busy and I that's think fair. that that's that's kind of my issue with the next song a little bit too um, which they're just like trying to do too much and they go from like which the next song is little maggots Mm -hmm. they go from one groove to another they go from electronic stuff into just like the bass playing for like a good long chunk of time uh but other than that i mean it's just kind of a fine like upbeat sort of pop punk song i don't hate it it's there's just like it it just doesn't necessarily stick to one thing which isn't a bad thing it just sometimes can be a bit much for me and i can't even imagine because you always say like you squirrel and you have add and like so so like listening to this album i'm just kind of like so is it good for you that they keep constantly switching things up or is it too I mean, obviously, it's one of your favorite albums, so we can talk about that. Normally, but. I wouldn't like things like this because it is so sporadic, but this one yes. just gets to me. A lot of it's lyric, too. I think that Sean Harris has a really good... I just think he's amazing at writing lyrics. There's another line in this one, too, where he says... He's talking about waving, and then the last line of the... I think it's the second verse. He says, stop waving back, I'm drowning. Which is essentially <laughs> a guy in the water waving yeah. his arms, right? People are just saying hi to him. Like that's it's clever. It's really good. That is good. And there's little yes. things throughout this whole album that I think that Sean Harris, the he writes most of the lyrics. I don't know if he writes all of them or not, but he writes most of them. I would assume anyway. But he's just he's such an artistic genius. I think. Sure. The next song would be what Katie said. This song is is just like a great little. It's just kind of a straight up jam. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a straight up jam from like the. It's that era, you know. I, f- yeah. I feel like wrapped up in a nutshell of it like two thousand six. Definitely, you know? and this is one of the songs that has Mark Hoppus producing exactly. it, and you can tell, yes, which is Blink's, you know, people, yep. right? Yep. So Blink One Eighty Two. Um, so it's like, <laughs> yeah, that's again. It's like my mind just gets so torn in all these different places with this. This album. <laughs> this song's really cool too because they do something that was really big at the time where during the bridge, 
they have a back and forth with the vocalist. So the yeah. main singer would say a line, and then the second guitarist would say a line. Well, the lead guitarist, then they they kind of go back and forth. And that was really big with Blink and Taking Back Sunday and all these bands in that era. And I like that they incorporated into it. And I think that quality wise. You can tell that it's on par with where a Blink record at the time would be, or any of those. Oh, definitely, yeah. But yeah, this is one of my favorite songs. Um, my wife wants to get a tattoo out of this song, STD Payphone, hanging off my face. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah, that's the... If anybody that's listening has ever been to downtown Los Angeles, that's what you think of when you look at the payphones. <laughs> Just grimy <laughs> bugs and STDs on everything. It's not glamorous. Yeah. So the next song, Sunburst, ver- Sunburst is versus <laughs> Sunburn versus Rhinovirus. Um, I I like this song. It it kind of like is a nice heavier point mm-hmm. to the to the album that kind of breaks up the. You know, some of the slower stuff, some of the more electronic stuff, and then it kind of hits you with like a heavy, like really hard strumming chorus and stuff like that. And, um, you know, just a, it's just got a really good jam to it. I mean, I think some of like the, the different vocal inflections and stuff that they do, where I don't know if inflection is the right word, but like basically where they say like, I think I'm decomposing, you yeah. know, in like in the, a really in the high falsetto pitched, voice. Yeah. yeah. High falsetto is the right word, which is, and, it's um, kind of wild that they got a falsetto to go over that chorus and make it sound as big as it is. Yeah. Very impressive. Yeah, I definitely. I, yeah. I, I think so too. It's cause it's kind of a weird, like you got this heavy riff with this high falsetto going on in the background sometimes too. And it's, yeah, it's just really cool stuff that they did with this track. It's, it's a good track, you know. I like it. I nothing crazy, nothing too out of the box on this one. Again, it's more straight up, and I think that that's kind of what I'm. Uh, of course, that's what I know I like, and so like when I get to this album and there's all the the random stuff, I'm kind of like, okay, not necessarily my stuff. But then you hit a track like this, and it's kind of a high point, you know. Yeah, perfect spot um, within the album too, because it. The songs before, for instance, for you, could be lackluster and make you lose interest for the rest of the album, and this is a perfect spot to throw in a heavier yep. tune like this. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and then... <laughs> you want to talk about cocaine? <laughs> I was just going to say, then we get to Lazier Than Furniture, which I personally really liked this mm-hmm. track. It's very chaotic, very heavy tune, a lot of yelling and just pure energy. And really, it's just like two minutes long, basically. And all they (laughs) say is lazier than the furniture. Yeah, exactly. God, that's the best stuff. (laughs) It's good. (laughs) Keep it simple and just keep it yelly, and I'm into it. So I I enjoyed this track a, a ton. Lazier than furniture was just, yeah, it was like, it was like the sunburst. I almost said it again. Sunburn versus sunburses. Sunburn versus the rhinovirus. It's like you kind of were like getting into this like ramp up, and then lazier than furniture was just like the launch, the launch, yeah. uh, you know, launching pad. So they did something uh, cute on the end too, where 
everything kind of cuts, but then you just yeah. hear Sean in the vocal booth like throwing shit and out of breath, breathing heavy. I love it when bands add in little textures that make you feel like you're kind of in the studio or in the room with them. I think that was yeah. nice. Yeah, definitely. Um, DD my dough. <laughs> DD my dough part two. <laughs> What? Why part two? Uh, there is a part one that was released on, I, I think it was the UK version, and then they ultimately put it out on their fourth album that it was just a bunch of unreleased songs after they broke up. Uh, this track kind of was a weird point for me because, okay, so what I wrote was, this album has a lot of songs that demand your attention because of how chaotic and crazy they can get and like especially with the previous two songs being so ramped up in energy. And then this song kind of just feels like maybe any other song that would have come out during that time in a, in a pop punk era, you mm-hmm. know, and Definitely. not a bad thing. Um, again, it's just like their, their identity with this album is just like throwing me off. It's like you and what you like in your musical taste <laughs> is this album. So it makes sense that this yeah. is like your favorite, one of your favorite <laughs> albums. Cause it's like, they don't know really what they want. It, they just know what they like and they, what sounds good. So that's, that's all I really wrote for DD my dough part two. <laughs> You don't know me, but don't is in parentheses. Yeah. Uh, the screeching car vocal sound in the chorus, <laughs> where they're like in the in the verse, yeah. Uh, yeah, the verse. I uh, yeah, that got a little taxing on me. So sure. I just <laughs> I would. This song is one of the the. I I love every song on this album, so I like this one. But I would put it at the bottom of the list on top songs on the album. Okay, and this one had the vocals for Rancid on it too, right? I believe. Let me make sure. Yes. Yep. Yeah, and um, so I what seeing seeing him on that, and then I was like, oh, this is probably going to be like a little jam. Yeah, and he also produced it. I mean, th- this sounds like it would be, with the exception of Sean Harris throwing those weird falsetto Screeching things on it. Yeah, car vocals. It, yeah. Uh, Percussion wise, this could be a transplant song, and with sure, other sure. little instrumentation in it. Yeah, uh, it's it's it was like really good, and then I heard those little like, ah, and I was like, nah, no, I'm uh, I'm yeah, on this one. It's like you super and weird. the trap door song from King Gizzard. <laughs> trap, <laughs> trap door, door, trap door. Trap. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I could see that. Uh, but <laughs> not but because it doesn't matter. But <laughs> uh, it's really hard to. <laughs> it's really hard not to. But, but. <laughs> it's super hard to do, and I saw him do it live, and. I don't fucking understand how he can make his throat make that noise. It's like see, Alanis Morissette when she does her things. How are you doing yeah. that? Yeah, see, that's interesting. I that I would love to see that. Like, again, as much as I was just like, ah, okay, stop, stop, guys. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> that would be cool to see that uh, replicated live. Yeah. So uh, the next one is My Soft and Deep, mm-hmm. which is a weird... <laughs> track name uh first of all the the little opening riff like the yeah. like i feel like um i feel like this could have been something on like an idols album like they do those weird sort of just basic sort of bendy little riffs sure with like heavy drums going in the background you know 
I was kind of like, oh, maybe, you know, maybe this could have been on an Idols album in the in the future, you know. Um, but I wanted to say the opening vocal passage, I don't think he was actually saying real words until the word postcard. So just if you if you let listen me, to it. open it. Could be down soon, but beyond out and then he says like postcard like and that's the only word i caught (laughs) wrap wrap you up in a coat of cobwebs that's like see so maybe it's not even postcard well he does say postcards but there's two lines before it it's wrap you up in a coat of cobwebs There's two lines before i could understand anything he was saying yeah, no, it's it's pretty quick. I swear to God, I rewound this like three times trying to catch any words that was being said, but I didn't <laughs> catch anything until like 20 seconds in when he says postcard. <laughs> so that's, you know, musically, I mean, you know, they, they did kind of this weird bendy little guitar riff and it was a little bit strange. But I, other than that, I mean, again, the, the track, it's, I don't know, like this song just kind of, didn't really do it for me. It was kind of like a little bit, I, I don't know what it was about this track, but I just kind of like, yeah, it didn't really hit for me, I guess. It was just one track off the album that I was like, eh. Sure. Even though they're doing some of the basic stuff that they normally do, I mean, it's just, it wasn't really for me, so. Did you catch the Pixies reference? You like the Pixies? I haven't really listened to the Pixies oh. more than their typical songs well then you, you probably know. wouldn't catch the pixies reference so never mind i didn't yeah. shoot me in the smiles next <laughs> and i love this track this track is it amazing bangs. it bangs hard absolutely i love the like shoot me shoot me in the smile like that joint little mm-hmm. just cool cool little shouting you know chorusy sort of tagline lines that they do they just do that really well yeah. they do it extremely well sean, and I, sean has an excellent like yell sing voice yeah like brand new kind of ish yeah yeah just not mm-hmm. as often but yeah uh but they did like a weird uh, key modulation at the end so key modulations where they like either bump up or bump down mm-hmm. in the key that it kind of sits in and they go like up like a step i think if I'm remembering that right. Yeah, I don't know if it's a half step or what the like the proper term is, but yeah, it does like a weird like countryish kind of key change. <laughs> Country stars <laughs> do that a lot. <laughs> yeah, who knows? We're not musicians. We don't know anything. Um, so the barbers, uh, but other than that, I mean, great song. And yeah. the the key modulation thing was like a little bit strange to me, but like I was like, eh, it's not. Maybe I missed something, but like it was just, it wasn't bad though. Yeah, it was the just, whole end of the song too. When they after they build in the end and they're just yelling "Come skinny" <laughs> over yeah, and yeah, over, yeah. those are some of the ugliest guitar notes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they're yeah. so yeah. wildly ugly. And then it goes into the barber's unhappiness. Oh yeah, I I think it's a perfect closer. The barber's unhappiness, yeah. which, um, you know, it has those p- points of like these low energy but then it picks up to these like huge booming toms and then like everyone's kind of playing full blast Mm -hmm. and then it kind of 
wanes a little bit down to calm and i i like the the build up and breakdown parts of this track and it's a good closer i think it's just a good closer all in all i mean <laughs> what i wrote was all in all this album would either be insane to see live and do all these tricky parts of production in a in a live setting or really disappointing that they couldn't emulate it live you know but i think because I actually watched them do um, Salty Eyes. I, d- I watched yeah. a live rendition of them doing that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that that sounds fairly close, if not perfectly on. They're missing some of like the more crazy stuff, like the violins yeah, and whatnot. Salty but... Eyes is the only one that they, I don't want to say dumbed down, but they changed live the times that I've seen it. They yeah, don't have the but violins. But it wasn't bad. No, and it, it, it's... Going back to what you said, and then I'll, I'm sorry, I'm cutting you off. Uh, they don't disappoint live. Yeah. I know I would enjoy their live show. Yeah. I know I would. Uh, I just, this album is good. It's just a little bit all over the place. So I, I think, I think that's where maybe my issue lies with it. I couldn't imagine myself throwing on this entire album front to back, but I could imagine revisiting specific songs. Sure. That's my thought on this album. It's good. It's it's I like it, um, but maybe not as a whole. Maybe individually, you know. That's that's kind of my thoughts on this album. So that's that's it. Well, that was decomposer, Nate. You didn't hate it. That makes me happy. I know, and I feel like this. This album I gave you will be significantly shorter. Probably. This breakdown. is a very tough album to talk about. Really. <laughs> yeah. So to back give a background, Polyphia is instrumental rock band, but their influences dig deeper than the surface level yeah. rock. So I wrote for the beginning. Okay, okay, so Polyphia, New Levels, New Devils. Yes, sir. Right away, I wrote, just within the first two songs, I wrote this on a separate note, uh, it's <laughs> it's instrumental, metal, metal electronica, hip-hop, funk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's fucking, it's everywhere. It's all over the place. Yeah. But, yeah. So I did, I tried to go track for track, like a little bit. It's, it's, it's going to be difficult. It's really what, hard to do. What can you really say? It's really hard I to know. do, but I'll try. So... First track, Nasty, featuring Jason Richardson. I don't know who that is or what he did on the song. He did the guitar solo that lasted like a minute at the end. Okay. When it, when everybody drops out and he's, he goes... Okay. Yeah. That. All right. It, it's, it's hard to... do. there's a lot of guitar solos on this. There, there, it's basically only solos. So this, <laughs> this song is, I put, Electronica Instrumental Metal Synth. With a little bit sure. of wave pop and a tiny bit of funk. Also, it has a metal guitar solo. <laughs> it goes on yeah. for a really long time. Uh, I, I love it. Okay. Uh, there's something really vibey about the... I don't know if it's guitar or synth or what it is. Mixed with the percussion. It's almost like if EDM music wasn't so, so shitty. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's uh, yeah, sorry if exactly you guys like you Skrillex a lot, but it because it, at points there's a lot in electronica music that's really capturing and captivating, and this 
found that and it did it for the entire song. Uh, yeah. Nasty is a very good description of the song. I don't know if they just named the tracks based off of what they felt the music sounded like, but nasty makes sense. They're goofy dudes. Okay. So I, I would imagine they're like, ooh, that's a nasty riff. That's kind of what I was thinking. Like, and it, yeah, it's nasty. It, it is. It's super nasty. Um, kind of like we'll get to the track later, but there's another song where I'm like, oh, yeah, they they wrote it because of the riff <laughs> that they did in the track. Yeah. We'll get to it. Uh, other than, Otherwise, on the song, you know, I didn't really like the guitar solo. It was too long. And, and honestly, I thought it was a little monotonous. Like, it's wildly impressive. But it just got, yes. it was so fucking long. It was too long. But well. That's just me. Yeah, no. That's just me. <laughs> yeah. If if you're into technical guitar playing, the solo on this track is like unreal. It's ridiculous. It is absolutely unreal. I saw Jason Richardson with uh, drummer Luke Holland. I don't know if you know who he is. Um, uh, he, he did like, a, he kind of like got his start on YouTube and then he eventually started playing with bands and stuff like that but him and jason richardson did a whole album together and it is it's only those solos and just drums that would match that and so it's just all over the place they have a song called tinnitus and it's like yeah you get why they named it that because the they're just going fucking sure (laughs) nuts and like they're going to get tinnitus. Yeah. So anyways. He's just too good for me is really what it yeah. is. <laughs> uh, OD. Again, I, I, you're going to have to help me like describe the songs a little bit because it's just sure. so fucking hard. But what I have written down for notes are there's a lot going on in this song. and There's a lot going on in a lot of these. But I noticed that they have a real bass and a synth bass in this that are, yep. I think they were just octaves. But the real bass was a little bit busier. But the synth bass was like an octave lower, and I, that gave it like this really cool added texture kind of behind all the music that yes. you could really, if you wanted to just groove and not pay attention to the fact that the guitar player is playing shit that I don't understand, technically speaking, <laughs> yeah. you have something to groove to. And the the drums and the bass are very... Um, there are parts that are really staccato, and then they yeah. kind of wave and then they're really yeah. staccato again, and it was really cool the way they did it. And I don't know who the drummer is, or like if any of this is sampled, or if it's all live. But if it's all live, holy fuck! It's mostly live, okay. yeah, which is insane. Like so, even giving a little bit more context, the the previous project that they put out was called "The Most Hated," which was an EP, and I think they were kind of in between drummers. And so all the drums were mostly punched in, just sampled, you know, they weren't real. And um, this one, they they had a drummer, and basically it was like, okay, take what we did on that, which was like, you could pull influences from hip-hop, especially like trap, uh, hip-hop sort of style, where you have those intense little, like, like hi-hat mm-hmm. stuff, yeah. you know, and like... They're like, take that and just like do it live. And <laughs> he does it live. And it's uh, watching him play this live is one of the most mesmerizing things that sure. you'll ever experience. I'm sure. I don't. How do you remember all your parts? <laughs> I don't know. But the other thing was, is I think for the most part, the kick drum is kind of the most sampled part on 
on the album sure. because they wanted it to be really punchy. And I think they even said like, well, most of the people nowadays are just listening to their music either on their phone, like out loud or like on a beats little like pill, you know, like the Dr. Dre yeah, beats, Bluetooth uh, things. Yeah. Yeah. The Bluetooth speakers and stuff. And they're like, you can't really hear a lot of like the underlying stuff or like, right. it's not as punchy as you wanted it. So we really made the, the kick like kind of in your face and even the, the bass tone to, to an effect the the bass player, like you can hear it like in the mix and it's not just this underlying stuff. There is that like 808 yeah. underneath everything that you said, but it's really like you can hear the forefront of like the musicians in there and it just, you know, it's easily accessible on like a, a Bluetooth speaker mm-hmm. and you can hear all the parts, sure. which is cool. Uh, Death Note featuring Ishika. I don't know. How to Ichika, fucking, yeah. I don't know how to say it. Yeah. Uh, this song I've was, sent you videos of him. Have you? Yeah, he's that crazy dude that does like thirty second YouTube things, and he just like goes nuts. Guitar, guitar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. That makes sense. Yeah. Then I didn't remember he, the name. He was featured on the song. Okay. Uh, I I love this song. I thought it was great. This is the first. Well, I mean, I'm only three songs in, but they really found a way to have make the song have sections seemingly like a verse and a chorus kind of feeling yep. by just making the guitars speak in a different way. Um, yeah. and that must be, uh, I, I cheek say it for me. Ichika. Ichika. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm I assuming think, that I, yeah. that was his playing mixed with the, whoever the main guy is that plays guitar, but it was beautiful. This is, it, this song was kind of reminded me of like, Maybe like some kind of new age jazz, in a in a, sure. in a interesting way, I guess. Like a little more technical, but it was really pretty. Uh, I liked everything about it. And then they had a lot of added like cymbal swells and shit that were thrown into it. It was super cool. This is a really good song. Yeah, yeah. I think you're doing well for describing it's really fucking an hard instrumental. To do, it's really <laughs> hard to do. Uh, bad. I don't know if these hi-hats were played live or if they were uh, triggered, but if they were live, holy shit. And I'm assuming that they probably were, just given how good this drummer is. And I don't understand how his hands move as fast as they did for this song. Yeah. Uh, I didn't really like this song that much, though, other than those hi-hats. The thing that bothered me is... So I uh, let me rephrase that. Uh, the instrumentation with the guitar and the bass is excellent, and it, and it has that staccato kind of yeah. punchiness that we were talking about uh, earlier in one of the other songs. But the drums bugged the shit out of me on this song, and I had a hard time listening to it the two and a half times that I did, only because they were super reverby, and it just seemed so far back in the mix that I just couldn't really... I couldn't get a vibe on what was happening other than his hi-hat on this. Sure. Yeah, this this one was a little bit... It's... I still love it, but it's definitely like a bottom of the list on the on the album for me. Yeah. This and the, the next song. Sure. They, are... they did have one last thing on Bad is they had some harmonic punches at the end of a guitar riff, and they were just really quick to where you almost can't yeah. tell that it's a harmonic, and I thought that was that was a cute little additive. That's all I have for that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's that's good. Uh, Drown kind of sounded like 
it would have been the same song as the one before, or like if yeah. you if you cut them in half and paste them together, it makes sense. So I don't really yeah. have a whole lot about this. I don't know who Matthias Asado is or what he did on the song. Is a guitar again, maybe? Yeah, another guitar. Le- the The features on this album, except for one track, are all guitar players. Okay, and they're just all right. Yeah, they're he kind of had the the like more airy sort of sounding guitar sure. in the in the track. Yeah. Airy as in like just big and sounds like you're just reverby and in an open room yeah. and stuff like that. And it, yeah, it, again, bad and drown. I kind of am with you. I put them in the same sort of camp and it's almost like just a continuation of one another. And they're not the greatest tracks on the album, but I think that musically and technically, Oh, there's, there's nothing bad about any of these. Yeah. Which is the tricky part. Oh, drown has, uh, I think one of the best bass sounds on the album. By the way, yeah, it's just it's thick and it's punchy, but it's so fucking clear. It's really good. Saucy. Mm-hmm. This is the song I was talking about. They named it appropriately. It is. It yeah. is. I I wrote down. I wrote down saucy. Yeah, but you also could have <laughs> named it sassy. You also could have named it riffy. You also could have named it. This song fucking bangs ass. <laughs> It's so good, isn't it? It's super good. And there's a part at, it's at a minute four, I think. Let me listen to it quick. So at a minute 20 on Saucy, they go, well, it's at like a minute 24, but they go into this little, like, I don't know if it's like a break beat or what kind of beat the drums do, but they have this funkiest little, I just don't know how to describe it. This song is just so good. It's really hard to describe it. It's it's let like, me, it's like it Saucy up. elevator music. The song is probably so <laughs> before they released this album, uh, they teased this song in particular. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was like, holy smokes, dude, this album is going to be killer. Because what, what happened was Tim Henson, who is the, I don't want to say main guitar player, because both of them do equal parts and even in this song one of the let's just say verse sections because that's easier to put it one of them tim henson is doing and one of them scotty lepage is doing Mm -hmm. and um tim was like he threw up something on instagram it was like a minute long and he said it it was like how to write a riff and like it, it just written on the screen and he played chords so he was playing the chords like dun and then like he did like this uh and then he said like um you know add your notes on top of that and so he did all the and like and then he's like now just put both of those together at the same time (laughs) (laughs) and he's like and so he's doing like it's so he's hitting those major chord change points and then he's playing all the twinkly diddlies in between and like putting them both together to make just unreal music. Yeah. And so it's cool when you break it down like that. I like that little 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 breakdown. But yeah, this track is just so groovy, so funky, sure. so Yep. There's a beautiful two minutes. And then I think at 204 it hits in, it it goes into like this little, almost like funk 
style moment. Yeah. And there's this little section where the guitar hits a chord, but the bass kind of flows over the top with like this almost ugly off sounding chord on top of it. It was super fucking cool. This this track rips. Yeah, this yeah. track and and another track are just the, yeah. We'll get to it. But anyways, <clears throat> okay. So next song, yes. Uh, good song. It was a really good song. Love it. I gotta find the part. I'm, I'm not gonna mention the features because again, I don't know what they did. You said that most of them do guitar on this album. Yep, yeah, but the. the the guitarists on this one are both from a band called Chon, C H O N, who are instrumental like math rock, like crazy, crazy, crazy guitar players. They were in like that, I guess you would say maybe like bridge section where it kind of broke down to just kind of like two guitar players playing back and forth. You couldn't really tell maybe that it was two guitar players. Um, because it's like, again, they have those distinct voices, but unless you listen to each of those bands individually, you never really pick them out of a crowd sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So They have a little bit at 150 in the song where it's the first little glimpse at vocals that you get, but I don't think they're, I don't know if they're saying anything or if they're just kind of singing along think, a little bit with the melody, but. Yeah, let me see. It's really cool though, and that's that kind of gave it another another little spicy little EDM ish kind of vibe, but not EDM. Electronica maybe <laughs> is a better way of saying it. Yeah, the the little vocal. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah, just yeah. a little bit, but it was enough to make this song because this this song's really cool. But I could see where it doesn't have a whole lot of extra additives or extra changes like the other songs. So I could see where without those little tidbits, it might've got a little stale. It never did though. Yeah. Um, the guitars tones reminded me of Santana and John Mayer. <laughs> Is that sure. weird? <laughs> no, that's a good pull. Yeah. Uh, this song is just so happy Yeah. and it's just, it's just upbeat. It's yep. beautiful. I love it. And then we go to so strange. Uh, and this is the song that has vocals on it, right? Yeah. If we're being honest, I could have done without him. I didn't like I it. love I love that you said that because yeah, this is this song is like um I'll listen to it and it's very sunny and it's very happy and it's smiley sort of like good vibes track. But yeah, the vocals like one track out of out of 10 is just kind of odd, you know. Yeah, so. like if you're going to put vocals in it, the, it, it, maybe it's just the tone, like the tone of the voice or something that got to me, but it just didn't really make sense. Uh, they had some, they had a like a weird gun cocking noise on some of the downbeats. Did you catch that at all? I don't know. Oh, really? I don't know what it's um, like. Super tucked, but you can kind of hear like a. It's just really, really <laughs> quiet. But there's at uh, I gotta find the at two fifty. The song breaks down and kind of gives like a, I don't know. I I would like R and B kind of vibe. For a, for a minute, yeah, with like the big eight oh eight and like the yeah, 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 yeah. And I thought that was super cool. Um, I didn't like the song really at all up until that point. That part was really cool, but everything else is just kind of there. This, yeah, this one, I find it a little bit skippable. Um, yeah, it's just not, it's just not there for me. But I could, I could see where people could. So obviously, instrumental, instrumental, like. Uh, 
progressive rock or sometimes leaning on metal music. Um, like I can see where this is a song that could maybe get people in and then hear them like doing like, Oh, they do other like happy sounding songs, but there's no vocals. And then maybe, maybe it's like a hook to get people in. That's my only thought yeah, as to why they did this. Yeah, I have sure. no idea why it's in here though. Well, I'm, so I'm glad that we match up on that one. Uh, yeah. rich kids. I, I, Yvette Young. I, this is the song that I don't have notes on, but I do remember it. This song, I would have, I would have just said, "Oh, it's a prog rock song," but then yeah. they had this little guitar riff at about a minute thirty, where they do some kind of modulation on the guitar. Like it's like this little break, and there's some stick clicks and a kick drum, and then guitar playing. They have some modulation on it that gave it that electronica vibe again. It's the only thing that didn't make me think, "Oh, it's just a prog rock song." Goat, <sighs> greatest of all time, I assume is what they mean. That's right. Uh, I wrote down a few notes, and then I went back and I changed them. But the first time I listened to it, I wrote, I hate that intro, bad vibes, whole song kind of has, has that. Second time uh. I listened to it, I wrote, it's kind of fun because at times I feel like I'm going to space, and then they hit some some ugly chords and it brings me back down to earth. And then the third time I listened to it, I wrote... This song is really fucking good. This is one of the best songs on the album. <laughs> Saucy, I yes. think, is my favorite. Well, obviously, Saucy is my favorite. But this yeah. song is just all around encapsulates everything that I feel like this band is about. Just these wild drums yeah. that I don't understand how he... Like, I don't understand how he even write these parts. And then the guitar right. playing is so intricate and so creative and so quick, but... It's also very clear, everything that he's playing. Like, every note that he hits is very punchy. And it's just, it's yep. it's a wild, it's a wild song. It was a great album ender, ender and I feel like they, I don't, I, I, I won't probably go back and listen to this other than Saucy, if I'm being candid, but I think sure. that they deserve to call the song what it is. <laughs> yep. If I, they're being, song, like, and- cocky about it. It's it, yeah. I mean, it's and it's like a, it's a playful thing, of course. You know, um, it's funny that you said the the like bring you up to space, then back down to earth. Their music video for this song. I don't know if you watched it. Mm-hmm. Uh, go watch it because I think it'll it'll give you some fun little views on on uh, what the, I, I, there's something about connecting a band with what they look like and what they're playing like that. I think is really interesting, but. Their music video is set in a church and like in one section, they're all wearing like white and light colored clothes. And then the camera will do like a pan down and like it's like all of a sudden like upside down and like all the lights are off and there's only red lights and they're Mm -hmm. all wearing like dark clothes and stuff. And so... I think it gives you that creepy vibe and I think they they balance it perfectly. I love okay. this track. Like I I've, I've listened to this track so many times. Like it's sickening. It's sickening <laughs> how many times I've listened to this track. So um but in this track each one of the band members has their own solo section as well. Yeah. So Again, you'll you'll see that in the music video and stuff like that. But there is uh, both the guitar players get their own solo time, 
the bass player gets his solo and the drummer gets his solo and then all together in the end they're doing this crazy shit that just comes together and they're they're almost like all soloing on top of each other yeah that bass player (laughs) is insanely good by the way oh my god dude his technique is is such like a he has like this attack like with his bass like because he does these like he'll do like the He'll do slap bass, mm-hmm. which gives it that kind of punchy sound. And then he'll also do like pull-offs with his fingers, uh, his like playing, plucking and playing fingers. So he can do like multiple like like stuff with his fingers. So watching him do this, um, uh, just unreal. Yeah. Just unreal. So this song is... If you listen to nothing else, this song is a must listen to. I'm sure we'll be putting this song and Saucy. I keep wanting to say Sassy. Yeah. This song and Saucy on our Spotify playlist. Faux show. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's it, though. That's it. That's all I got on the album. Uh, as I said, I probably won't be returning to the whole album just because I'm, you know, it's not my 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 cup of tea for the most part. Yeah. Uh, but I respect and see how incredibly good they are and saucy will be something i listen to frequently yeah it's it's just funny cuz it's the 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 band members they they kind of almost like make verses and choruses like you mentioned but without anybody singing on top of yep. it or anything i just find it really interesting that they're able to kind of portion out those sections and also almost get to a point of where their instruments are the vocal parts because yep. they're kind of catchy, mm-hmm. you know? And anyways, that's, yeah, I, I love this album. I love this band. All their albums absolutely rip. And um, shout out to Mitch for giving me that, uh, that band in the green room back in the day. Anyways, uh, I don't know about Decomposer for me returning to it and stuff like that. I mean, I, 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 Again, I'll probably return to songs. Sure, but uh, full album, I don't, I don't know about that. So, fair enough. But that's it. Album swap, decomposer by the Matches, and new levels, new doubles by Polyphia. Check them out. Hope you like them. Let us know what you think. Uh, that's about all I have to say. This has been Bad Bandmates. So you know, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You can like us out there. We have a Spotify playlist that we talked about a second ago uh, where we just compile at least a couple songs from every album that we swapped, and that list is growing, baby. Yeah, and it's a wild, so, it's a wild playlist if you haven't listened to it yet. It's nuts. All over the map. Yeah. We will be sure to <laughs> post a link on the socials, the socials medias, so right. y'all can find it. Yes, yes, y'all. Mm-hmm. And you don't stop keep on till the break of dawn uh so that's it baby okay thanks bye